Hello, this is a podcast. That's short for uh, Podbeam Cast. That's the. <laughs> short for anything. An iPodcast by Apple? Yes. Welcome to Cold Dog Soup, sponsored by Apple iPod, 1998. We are this rich, is Cold Dog baby. Soup, a podcast. Shawnee, did you keep your stock? Because I didn't. No, no, mm. no. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. This is why we're scrounging together, hustling up this podcast so we can make it big. My name's Matt. That's Sean. Sometimes I call myself Larry and him Rob in case you get confused later. Uh, Shawnee, spring has sprung, pal. Oh, my God. Spring has sprung. You um, can tell because we had disgusting severe weather in North Alabama yeah, last absolutely. night. Everybody's scared of tornadoes all of a sudden. I'm like, where the fuck have y'all been the last 40 years? You let this shit ride. Um, I'm a guy who's now 89% resistant to COVID. Uh, rocking and rolling on that. I found that out through some back channeling I had to do because I didn't get a, I couldn't get a vaccine like regular people. No, 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 no. That's not the Hankins way. Hankins has got to be in the back alleys. He's got to be moving and shaking with the people. I was in a trial and they didn't want to tell me if I had the real deal or not. So I had to you know, tell them like, look, the governor said I'm fat enough for a motherfucking vaccine. <laughs> so y'all need to lay it on your homeboy and tell him, has he got the goods or not? So here I sit with the goods. And when spring is in the air, Shawnee, that is when love is in full blossom and mm-hmm. full bloom. And that tell is what it. we're going to talk about today after I tell us a little story, Shawnee. So strap in, kids. Get your marshmallows. Get your s'mores. Shawnee's got like, something to say. I feel like I'm being uh, set up for a very horny song because I don't know what we're doing yet. Mm-hmm. Some okay. would say the horniest song. Okay, okay, okay. Some would say a full 10-point horny. I don't hate where we're going. This Stone Cold Jam. But Shawnee, you know me. You mm-hmm. know me maybe better than anybody else does. And uh, you know <clears throat> that I certainly have a preference in uh, the women that I'm attracted to. <laughs> a pretty staunch preference, but spring is in the air. Love, again, is effervescing. The scent of woman in full bloom. Mm-hmm. We just all, I mean, we're still in the midst of it, but we've come through the thick of a very, very difficult year. And so I've been thinking maybe, maybe it's wrong for me to cut myself off from the rest of the world. Maybe I need to open up the old kimono, and let the junk fall right out. Maybe no. that's what I need to do, Shawnee. There's just such an image when when you say that, an image of like swinging. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Tom Petty song. You went down swinging like an open kimono. <laughs> <laughs> just pendulous, pendulous nads surrendering to inertia. Fucking wax poetic about it, baby. So uh, I was in the mall today because I needed three matching tracksuit jackets for Mm -hmm. a wrestling show on Saturday, like you do. And I went to Macy's. I struck out. I went to a place in the mall called Fitz. I struck out. I went to Dillard's and I struck out and I said, oh, no, we're down to one option, gang. There's one hope left. J.C. Pennies. <laughs> There's still JC Penny. I'm as shocked as you are. Buddy. Nice. Good for them. So, uh, you know me. I'm not going in a mall without my headbuds on, jamming a little bit. 
and I'm rocking and rolling. I'm listening to London Calling, and I'm just rocking, having a good time. I think fucking, uh, I think brand new Cadillac is literally on. <laughs> this is going on. And I do find in JCPenney's a, a collection of several tracksuit jackets, and I'm rummaging through the racks to see what might work. And um, next thing I know, there is a person very near me, very close. So I pop out an earbud, and they're saying something to me, but it's kind of low and indecipherable. Say, how was that? And it is an African-American lady, probably about my age. Uh, and she said something else. I'm like, uh-oh, I've made a mistake. She also is on headset. She's on the phone and she's not talking to me. And I look like a goddamn fucking sociopath right now. Mm -hmm. You look like so crazy, crazy. I check her ears. No, there's no earbuds. So you're not a crazy, crazy. I'm not a crazy, crazy. There's no speakerphone. She was okay. indeed talking to me. And then she says, are you working over here? Like, oh, no, I'm just looking for some track suits. I need to find some track suits. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. So you're just looking for a good deal. I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Baby. Somebody is picking up what I'm uh, putting down. Uh -huh. I don't care that the back of your pants say juicy or whatever giant logo. They want. Like, look, spring. Spring is sprung, guys. Spring is sprung, yeah. It's yeah. the time of fertility. The birds and the bees is a euphemism for a reason. Let's see where this leads us. Oh, my gosh. And this, so, is, this is a huge development. It is a real development, Shawnee. And so, you know, we exchange pleasantries about the uh, availability of track suits and whatnot. And I see something that might work on another rack and I kind of ease on over there and I've got more eyes just to like see what's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, looking around, looking around, I find some things that work and um, she has made her way, you know, over to another table. Uh, and I the dance her. of seduction. I know, right? But yeah, she keeps looking back at me. I'm looking back at her as you know, playing the cat and mouse game. Fucking sexual politics, baby. At right. Its I mean, you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> um, and she is having an interaction with uh, with the sales associate, and I hear her say, "Oh no, no, no! I was talking to him." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." So I look over and say, "What was it? What would you say?" And this, she puts down one of the jackets she's holding. She's holding like five, six jackets. And um, she puts down one of the sales associates, starts to fold it up and put it away. And she bolts out the door with the rest of the jackets. She was using me as a decoy to fucking boost a bunch of jackets from the mall. <laughs> she stole jackets. She, she stole ran. so many jackets. She ran out. She no, I, I when I say bolt, that's probably an over exaggeration. She, she fast walked out. Made as, haste. But it was not draw attention. But by the time the sales associate <laughs> got done folding that jacket, she was gone. She was, I was never so there. excited. <laughs> I was so excited for you to have a black girlfriend. Nope. Not today, pal. But there's oh. a lady running around right now with a bunch of free jackets that sure did use me. <laughs> do, you, do you think she needed them or like no no, she didn't need me. I mean, she might have needed them for uh economic supplement you know or we're gonna sell them yeah i would hope she maybe, sell them. maybe she warm. had five maybe she had five equally sized brothers it's entirely possible Any, the world's yeah. her oyster at this point um, shit that is funny as fuck and i said boy you're an idiot <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> 
And I just double over, and and I, I promise you, I, my my. Hand wait, you were over. laughing at the fact that it, you were like laughing that. Absolutely, I mean, like. <laughs> wait, was it in front of the 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 worker? Yeah, but she never knew. Oh, there God. was not even a moment of she like, hey, what? She never knew. She never because. So when when we when we parted ways the first time, I saw her with all these jackets, and she folded them up. And I said to myself, I believe that bitch might be boosting. <laughs> but then I, I felt mean, bad about that. I felt bad for saying, I was like, that's not right, Hankins. You yeah. know what it's like to be stereotyped in a store like this. You're love terrified of it. Like, and I was in love is in the air. Um, <laughs> but when <laughs> she leaves, there's a couple beats and the sales associate gets a call on her walkie talkie. And what they're asking her to do, y'all, and I swear, I swear to you, this is <laughs> every word of this has been true. What they asked the sales associate to do that kept her from even looking around to see where this lady might, all of that. The thing they asked her to do, Shawnee, was bring uh, a bucket of those uh, anti-theft tags that they have to remove <laughs> you know, to bring them to another register in the store. <laughs> It's got to be miserable working in places like that. Oh, yeah. And like the mall's dying and nobody gives a shit and all the clothes are awful because it's JC fucking Penny. Yeah. Um, you go past the Shaq section, the Steve Harvey collection, and you wind <laughs> up in the hodgepodge Puma Adidas section and you find some great deals on jackets <laughs> out of season. <laughs> Now's the time to go. Now's the time to go, guys. Uh, guard is down because, again, love is, is in, the, in air. the air. Well, when Shani, love is in the air, here's the, the deal, bud. Uh, normally, we are very democratic on this podcast about what songs we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but this time, rank has been pulled. Oh, sure. And it's not me pulling rank, pal. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. I got a letter from the boss. Oh, a letter? Uh, on official stamped read more read more read more read more letterhead oh my god and it only said two words shawnee mm -hmm. it only said two words seems like said, a waste of paper well you know when the boss has got big bucks and when she wants her point to be made she's gonna buku make her bucks. fucking point buku bucks you can almost and the only words on that paper shawnee were wine comma strawberry <laughs> Today, in the spirit of love blossoming for the first time in what seems like forever, <laughs> the first spring post-pandemic, <coughs> folks, we're going to do that old Dina Carter classic. I need to clear up one thing right now. I need to be right up front about this. This is not irony. This is not a joke. It might be irony on my This is mind. not us. Poking, this is not me yeah. poking fun. Don't, don't let me in on this. It ain't me. It ain't me doing this. I'm it going to it ain't you, babe. treat this with the kid gloves and respect that it deserves. And I'm going to tell a lot of stories about the night I saw Dina Carter. <laughs> You've seen Dina Carter live? Absolutely. Have. Voluntarily? Like you paid money to see her? Couldn't wait. Was it at a? Was it at like a count like a like a festival? And you're like, well, there's no, nothing no, in baby. between. No, no, no. Fucking no. LFO Dina and the spin was doctors. the head 
aligner. Man, okay, okay. At the found the like the a very small music place in Duluth had supper at a place called Steve Arino's Pizza. <laughs> when was this? Fuck, dude, I don't know. I don't know when it was. When were you in Duluth? Who not Minnesota. Are you? Not Minnesota. I don't know you. Georgia. Duluth, Georgia. Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, up was down, left was right. Dogs and cats get it together. It was opened by a local artist. And that's all I remember. I remember her okay. being a very tall, blonde headed woman whose family was very excited. And they should have been. Like, she did a fine job, but like, it was clearly she was from like, she went to school over there or some shit. It was just a, a remarkable experience over by Steve Arino's pizza house. Oh my God. You know what? Like, I think, I think there's a, there's a special place in heaven for people who unironically go by Steve Arino. Absolutely. It's a good pizza. What I, from what I remember. Um, all right. So we're doing strawberry wine. Yes, we are. Well, let's talk first. So like, because of our ages is Cassie, um, joking about this i don't know i don't ask okay. no questions i'm sure. just telling you just in case how i'm coming into this sure um but uh like i'm i think i'm too old when did this come out we're gonna release great on this 1996 baby. 96 so no i'm not too old for it i'm the right age but i'm just not the right demographic at the time for this but like this was a motherfucker like to uh, to people of a certain age, there's nothing like this on the planet. And oh yeah, I, obviously there are certainly songs about your first love and your first physical intimacy. Um, but I I can't think of another one. I know there exists, but like this is the ultimate one for me. Like this is the one. I guess Paradise by the Dashboard Light. My I don't know. But at any rate, maybe like this shit here. So many young country girls were deflowered <laughs> to the <laughs> strands of this. Um, it, it's a touchstone in lives. I, I kind of, for some reason, it's it's a different subject matter, but I equate it with, there, there's a Garth Brooks song called Living to, Learning to Live Again. Mm-hmm. Learning to Live Again. The name of the song is Learning How to Live Again. How dare you roll your eyes at this song when you go so <laughs> deep with Garth fucking Brooks, by the way. And it's about a guy who was just in a bad relationship or got divorced or something like that. So his friends set her up with uh, an older woman or something. I don't know. I don't know. This is going. We'll do that next week. <laughs> On our Spring of Love series. <laughs> Spring forward into the arms of a lover. Let's make 2021-2020 wonderful. I was going to say 2020 come, but you're better. Yours is better. No. Incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. Um, okay, so uh, should we j- just uh, Carter's chat tapping Grammy nominated ballad debuted in August of 1996, detailing. God damn, this motherfucker dropped in the summer. Detailing a teenage female's first romance and consequent metamorphosis from a girl to a woman over the course of one memorable summer. A memory sweet as strawberry wine. All right. This is Strawberry Wine by Dina Carter. It sure as shit is. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. Mm, I was thirsting for knowledge, and he had a car. 
I mean, this is Zip City so far. So far, so good. <laughs> he's he's just uh we're, just uh, fucking pitching hay. This motherfucker is just pitching hay. He's shirtless. He's got those cool cattleman work gloves on. He looks like the fucking cover of a of a romance novel. So we're already talking about a college guy, mm-hmm. kind of robbing the cradle. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was his name. Um, there might be <laughs> R O B I N the cradle. Mm-hmm. Who's robbing the cradle? Um, that's his brother. If, if one were to describe this relationship, the word statuary might come up. That's not a word. Well, statuary is a word, but I don't statuary think it's is Statutory. <laughs> Sorry. God. Like I said, best thing to do before you record a, a podcast is to take a nap. Not a big power nap. Uh, yeah. I was caught somewhere between a woman and a child. One restless summer, we found love growing wild Ooh. on the banks of the river on a well-beaten path. Mm-hmm. It's funny how those memories they last like all right so <clears throat> that first verse is relatively pedestrian it's not terrible it's not embarrassing um fucking wokesy mcwoke over here likes to fucking uh, pour goddamn water on the hot flames of love by saying that it might be problematic but whatever that's what we do now oh okay um i'd like to think of her as just uh, you've literally implied that i've been a child molester countless times over five years of podcast. yeah i guess somebody's getting their toes stepped on over here <laughs> somebody's trying to throw a little smoke screen um, but you know she's thirsting for knowledge carnal knowledge and he had a car were. and he had a car which you know is a great place to to learn about such things. Um, but yeah, you know, relatively pedestrian, but she sets the scene well and certainly something that a lot of gals could uh, could relate to, um, especially when this baby fucking hits their airwaves in August of 96, come Man, on. What a year. The year is gripped with election. The nation is gripped with election fever. A horny election at that. A very horny election. <laughs> they, had, they had two Lamar Alexanders. So horny. All the colors were primary. (laughs) Wag the dog's probably coming out soon. Oh, that's a good movie. (laughs) So, you know, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary there. Sets the stage pretty well. But then this motherfucking chorus hits. And I'm here to tell you, I've seen Dina Carter live. And more importantly, I have seen so many bar bands cover this song. This is the time that the female singer gets to sing. And this chorus does stuff to people that you can take uh, many of the songs we've covered on here that are great. You can take big old stadium rocket. You can take just about anything you want. And it ain't going to blow this motherfucker out of the water. If you were to tell me that this song is the number one cause of drunk male rednecks raising a beer bottle at 11 p.m. at a bar, I'd believe you. Would believe it. Uh, Motherfuckers will start crying when this shit comes on. Like, because it does, the the soaring nature of the chorus, um, the way that it's phrased, and I would think that it, from the reactions that I see from people, it must do a very good job of capturing the woman's perspective of this kind of relationship. Sure. Because these motherfuckers, they ain't just getting excited because it's a cool song. They are feeling it. Hit me with it. Like strawberry wine. 
and 17. That legal, hot, legal, legal, depends legal. Like strawberry wine and 17. That hot July moon saw everything. My first taste of love, oh, bittersweet. The green on the vine, like strawberry wine. Why was it bittersweet? Was he not good at it? Well, I mean, he's working through he's working through college. It's this it's a summer. This is a this is a summer romance. She knows oh, this can't last. Sure. He's those are the worst. Yeah, they're getting out of there. He's getting out of there. She's getting out of there. Um, she's made a decision to enter her womanhood. And uh, you know, she knows what's up. She knows the deal. She's entering this with a with a clear <laughs> head and throbbing genitals. She knows what's happening here. The number of times I've heard you just just randomly quote the second line of this course without without leading into it just randomly you would say oh that hot july Ooh, moon hot saw july everything moon, you know it saw everything and it did it saw every fucking thing i mean they're I down do by the river though it's a well-worn path so there's not a lot of fucking overage here yeah it's not yeah. a lot of hanging covers that fucking moon is just mm, mm, it's got a monocle you Two monocles, binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking monocle wants to get down in there. <laughs> I do appreciate that she named her uh, her album. I shaved my legs for this. And yeah, like, like me. Dina Carter is not here to fuck around with you, motherfuckers. Like apparently not. Apparently, um, not. her dad was. I think he either produced or played on the weight. <clears throat> like she's she knew her shit. Like Dina Carter is like she comes from that time of country music where women were really fucking kicking the shit out of it and she wasn't scared to not be sort of uh the establishment like she she did her shit i thought her dad was uh the 39th president of the united states <laughs> oh peanut head oh peanut head <laughs> <clears throat> okay so first two might be problematic i might be proven right here i still remember when 30 was old yeah he's She's 30 and he and he's She's going moved into, college? into no. This is a time jump. Oh, time jump. I see. I still remember when thirty was old. My biggest fear was September when he had to go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck starts school in September. What kind of wacky world were they living in? In two thousand twenty-one. A few cards and letters. And one long distance call. We one fucking away. call. One fucking oh, call is all she got for giving him that sweet, sweet cherry love. That's all she got. But she oh, knew. God. She knew that she, she knew this was coming. That's why it was bittersweet in the first place. She knew what was going to happen, but she still saw it through. But the, my biggest, like, it's the thing. I don't have any kind of relation. I don't. I don't have any experiences that that uh i can call on for this but like that thing of you know like camp you know people that go to camp understand this and that kind of thing we do that you know it's short term you try to tell yourself that the whole time um but it's hard to make yourself believe that and they try oh, yeah. and they send a letter or two had a single fucking phone call um, mm. but that's all uh, that's all few cards and letters <clears throat> one long distance call we drifted away like the leaves in the fall. And it's really a fucking good line because the whole, the first part, summer, you know? Yeah. Summer. And then by the time the fucking fall hits, this shit is done. 
But year after year, I come back to this place just to remember the taste. So every time she goes home to see her poor dumb dad, (laughs) she just strolls down to the old riverbed and just sits and thinks about it. You know I let Charlie rail me. I I mean, he went to fucking town right here in the eucalyptus weeds. I mean, they were they did both positions. <laughs> yes, both <laughs> positions available to them. That's at, how crazy in, it was. In 1996, right here in the cattails, he fucking went to town. Just to remember the taste of strawberry wine in 17. That hot July moon saw everything. Ooh, sorry. My first taste of love, oh, bittersweet. The green on the vine like strawberry wine. So I'm going to take a pause right here Mm -hmm. uh, to talk about the time I saw Dina Carter. (laughs) (laughs) I can honestly tell you, I don't, I I know that she played strawberry wine. Sure. But I don't remember it. Like, I don't remember so much shit happened that night that I don't remember her actually playing the song. (laughs) Um, Here's what I do remember. Um, Me and a friend of mine went, and at some point to the right of us, there's a lady that pops up, an older lady, and she's she's dressed, I think, way too cold for the season. Like I think yeah. she had a fucking parka on and a suitcase. And I just couldn't get I couldn't get past this. Like, what happened in this woman's life to lead her to be at a Dina Carter show with a goddamn suitcase and a parka <laughs> on? And I was convinced she was the theater ghost. Like, none of that makes sense. Like, that's the only thing that made sense to me. I'm the theater ghost of Duluth, Minnesota. That, that makes perfect sense. Come for the pizza at Steve Arena's. Stay <laughs> yeah, for the spooks. She own brand, this ghost. <laughs> <laughs> she's a fucking, like she's on the city council or some shit. Well, she didn't die because she, she didn't get turned into a ghost because she was bad at marketing. <laughs> I'd like to believe that she didn't start marketing until after she became a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got nothing but time now. I guess now is the time to go back to school. (laughs) Finally get that marketing degree from the University of New Hampshire online. So Dina Carter at some point played the weight and she blew a line and I had to shout it out to her to get her back on track. Um, she asked. She did ask for it. What's the next line, y'all? So I did help her with that. On strawberry wine? No, on the way. Oh, 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 oh. Um, because she was telling the story of how her dad, I think, had played on it. Um, and then, then, there were two gentlemen. Was it the first line? Was she like, <laughs> I... <laughs> did you, did, were you like, rolled into Nazareth? Yeah, come on, Nazareth. That's my dad. <laughs> Place my head. You know it. Wait a minute, Chester. God damn it, is Mavis Staples here? Fuck, can we get a Staples here? So at some point, two rotund gentlemen spot each other from across the room. One at the top of the aisle, the other near the front. If this is the the beginning of like a third Blues Brothers movie, I would like to cancel the podcast. They see each other and they come a running to greet one another with a big old bear hug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend who's with me just fucking doubles over. 
in her seat. She cannot contain her laughter. She is fucking having some sort of hysterical laughing fit. Uh huh. A, because somehow these men are pixel swaps of each other. They look uh-huh. exactly alike. And they bumped tummies. And they bumped tummies. You got it. That was what got her was that they <laughs> touched first. It was tummy sticks. <laughs> and to top it all off, they were both wearing overalls. <laughs> were they like the two fat guys on the, the fucking motorcycles? That's fucking awesome. That's great. <laughs> I think I made that joke that night. I think I said, oh, oh. shit, I didn't see their motorcycles outside. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing, the thing I remember most from the Dina Carter concert was uh... <laughs> <laughs> what an eventful night. You have a theater ghost. You have the two off-duty fat motorcycle guys starring in Blues Brothers 3. Apparently not like at like after a an extended period of time seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these two dudes hadn't seen each other for a while. They could have been twin fucking brothers for all I know. They could have been two dead Civil War ghosts for all I fucking know. Why does why does this place have so many so ghosts? Many, lousy with ghosts. The thing I remember most is Dina Carter <sighs> tells a story mm-hmm. about how she wanted to start a reality show. And she was very upset because the premise of that reality show she found out had been stolen from her and someone was putting it into production before she could could get it started. Shani, you have read some of Dina's lyrics here. You know, she's a woman of a certain age, been in the music industry her whole life. What do you think that Dina would have been pitching as a reality show premise? Is this something that actually got stolen or was it like parallel thinking? Well, like, that's, oh, he stole my answer. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm partial to Dina, so okay. I'm gonna side with Dina on this sure. one. That someone stole her idea because it's pretty specific. I'm thinking of like a mix between, and I don't, I, I don't know. Oh, the Mass Singer. I'm gonna go with the Mass Singer. Fair. I, I was gonna say a mix between the Bachelor and the Voice, Fair. where. Adam Levine has to marry who he picks. Hey, what you're doing right now is good thought exercise, and you pitched two pretty good goddamn reality shows. I'll give you that right now. Thank you. What Dino wanted to do was go through the phone book (laughs) and find famous people's names that aren't the famous people and go follow their lives around and call it Everyday Celebrities. That's a show already? I don't think it ever made air, but Dina said she had the idea for it. <laughs> and then, and then good, fucking somebody uh, took it to production, and I guess it didn't test well. Like, hi, I'm like, I mean, I sent an email to Michael Jordan today. Mm-hmm. That is the case for an everyday celebrity. <laughs> That's tough. That is that is tough. My Dina. hand to God to you. I don't remember. Anything about she just the like, performance? Oh, first of all, she told a lot of goddamn stories, so it's possible <laughs> she didn't sing any songs. <laughs> she did. And, all right. Anyway, this guitar is just for head games. Um, I will <laughs> see you guys later. And Dina is a a woman of small stature, mm-hmm. 
And she had this giant jumbo Gibson guitar and she needed four arms to play the motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe that's why she didn't play any songs, but she mostly just talked all night. And it was one of the most wonderful times I've ever had at a concert. This is so weird. Was what was the crowd reaction when she like dropped the, the bomb of everyday celebrities? Oh, we were, we were all, we all felt for her. We were all furious that They'd taken her idea. Boo. Boo, hiss. That's your idea, Dina. We're not gonna watch that show on a pro. Maybe that's why nobody watched it. Mm, that's why. Old Dina He's, heads. Hashtag we stand with Dina. Um she the, did a long uh, bit on how her name is not pronounced Deanna. That yeah, was, I always called her Deanna. Yeah, I did I don't anymore because she made sure we 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 didn't. Yeah, that's important. Um, do you think uh, like hissing at at shows and concerts? Do you think that's just a? Do you think people actually hiss, or is it like a uh, a collection of people saying like "shithead"? Well, that's not the that's not the like seriously stop. No, I think it's a hiss. I think it's a real life. Yes. Yes. That's what I do when I when something happens I don't like. I do it constantly. Unless I'm seeing John Prine, mm -hmm. and that would be uh, when I would be saying, and there were, and there were two kibasa soldiers on the grill, and man, they were sizzling. <laughs> that. Oh, <clears throat> the fields have grown over now, years since they've seen a plow. <laughs> I mean, this this song fucking kicks ass. I love this song. This song rules. <laughs> the fields have grown over now. Years since they've seen a plow. The plow. <laughs> we know what plow she was fucking talking about. Uh, there's nothing that, uh, there's nothing time hasn't touched. Is it really him or the loss of my innocence? I've been missing so much. And that is, while we've been silly geese throughout this, that fucking line is a bit of a heartbreaker. It's pretty good. I, it's it's a little clumsy, but like, uh, you know, I mean, we, you know, it's it, it's good for what it is. It's just the uh, <laughs> to have such a graphic innuendo paired up against. I'd such like a to earnest, believe, I, in in my uh, heart of hearts, I don't think it was intended as an innuendo. I don't think it was. I honestly believe she is so pure <laughs> that she did like, no, the plow was simply a agricultural reference. And she didn't think that some 30 years later, a couple of fucking real horn dogs <laughs> would be picking through this in the season of love and immediately say, oh yeah, it's been years since it's seen the plow. Um, but yeah, is it really him or the loss of my innocence I've been missing so much? Because I mean, this fucking guy did hit it and quit it. Like there's no getting around it. Um, and that is a terrible saga that and some women probably, have to live. Others are probably lucky for that fact because, you know. It's probably <laughs> it's probably easier for the dude like knowing, well, like I'm going to be gone. She, if she's right. into it, like she knows I'm leaving. So yeah, yeah. Um, and she's got to come back to this overgrown farm every year oh god i'll call her once right and that's it's even worse distance. i think that's even worse that he made some effort like yeah. it's an easier thing if he makes no effort uh but he did try and but yeah that that's a heartbreaking line there right towards the end of this and like then, she comes then she comes through to wrap her all up 17 um 
I have a I have a greater respect for the song after the conversation we just had. It's a good jam, and like, and it's one of those things that like, is it the best written song? No, um, but you can't argue with what that motherfucker accomplishes because I have seen it work on people. I have seen what it does to a woman of a certain age. <laughs> and how how does one measure art if not the in reaction that it that it garners yeah from yeah and people of all how horny it makes 38 year old women <laughs> <laughs> i bet if strawberry wine was playing at jc penny your your potential pair of guy who's sitting here with five new fucking coats and a girlfriend would have turned <laughs> her back on a life of crime <laughs> and embraced the love that remains in the air <laughs> Well, ladies and germs, we did it. The boss made a request and we, we didn't quit it. <laughs> we hit it and we quit it. So um, this is one of those songs that I don't think I've ever listened to on my own because I don't feel like it's mine. I don't feel like this song belongs to me. I, I feel like know. I'm eavesdropping every time. It's like the High Women record. I think that record is great. Yeah. I think I shouldn't listen to it because I have no business listening to it. Like, this is for y'all. This is for y'all to enjoy on your own. And I like having some distance between me and it so I can watch it as an observer and not pretend that this part, that I have any part to play in this story. This is purely y'all's story. And I want you to fucking enjoy it. So ladies, if you're hearing this, here's what I'm, here's my request of you. This motherfucker comes on anywhere you are. <laughs> you reach your goddamn hand in that monogrammed purse of yours. <laughs> you reach past that Yeti cooler. You reach past your sunglasses and you pull out a fucking hanky. And if you want to cry, you cry. And if you want to rock, you raise that motherfucking hanky in the air. And you remember the time that the plow touched you. This has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. I didn't want to step on it, but I was going to say, I feel the same way.